Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is heather hey this is liz this week we're talking about cliches and tropes in movies let's hit that music talk about cliche yes so this, this episode is becoming cliche i know it's coming cliche for every time we have uh, tried to work on an episode remotely is the first half of our recording time is spent with technical difficulties yeah it's been we've been 45 minutes or so already and you've got like eight seconds of audio so Yay. <laughs> yeah. So what actually brought this up is that uh, we're getting cliches and tropes mixed up. And so, uh, but that was because I kept seeing the same story repeating over and over and over again. And it happens a lot more when you binge watch seasons on television. Um, yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk to you. What is the difference between a cliche and a trope? Okay. Well, the cliche is what you're going to hear in dialogue and the words that we're going to say to each other. So it's a little bit more literary. You're going to hear things like don't cry over spilled milk. And yeah, uh, again, when you try to think of these things, they just run away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a big one. Like we say that to people all the time when it's like, oh, well, you're having a you're having a shit day. But you know what? Just get over yourself. Well, that's that's kind of bullshit and whatever. But it's used constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, in in, oh. in storytelling, though, a cliche is kind of more phrases that you hear all the time mm-hmm. in storytelling and that, you know, a good writer will avoid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing is, you know, a bad writer is going to use the same dumbass lines over and over again or the same stupid story plot, just change the name and the date and, it, you know, oh, it's a whole new thing. I always make this joke that if, if you're a fan of bad Arnold Schwarzenegger movies as I am, uh, especially the really terrible ones, you will find if you go and watch them, especially if you watch them back to back, Commando, Predator, The Running Man, Total Recall. These are basically like the exact same movie. Somebody wrote one script in 1984 and said, hey, I think we can just change this around a little bit and (laughs) make like five different big blockbuster movies out of it. And they did using like the same cast and very similar plot lines that are just slightly different here and there. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, the uh, boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl boy gets girl back that's i would say a trope right and it is a trope yeah yeah. and the mean girls in high school that's a trope and the guy Mm -hmm. that's not willing to commit and then he falls for the right girl 
uh, yeah. trope. So, well, I find if you read, like, I read a lot of chiclet because those books tend to pop up for free on the different ebook sites mm-hmm. all the time. So I'll, I'll pick them up and just have a quick read. And it's always the same thing. It's two people who are probably pretty perfect for each other meet for something or other. One doesn't like the other one, or they both like each other, but they have the low self-esteem of thinking nobody's going to like them like that. And then they have all this stuff that ensues that creates barriers for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And then they get together in the end and everybody's like, oh, that's, it's really annoying. It's like, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up and just like the guy or don't. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, so we looked up some of our favorite tropes, uh, that uh, tropes and cliches that we see in movies and storytelling anywhere. And so we both have a couple uh, that we wanted to talk about. One of them, this is the one that uh, kind of bothers me the most in all my action movie is that a character fights his way through an enemy base, killing 2,000 henchmen, but gets to the big bad, and he won't kill him because uh, it would make him just as bad as him. <laughs> yeah, and we we saw that absolutely in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. You got Superman, who absolutely does not want to kill General Zod, although, you know, in the process of trying not to kill him and becoming just as bad as him... They destroy, you know, seventy billion dollars worth of property and kill God knows how many people as collateral damage, and then you know traumatize a whole family when you do finally break his neck in front of them. Yep. So there you go. If he would have just handled him at the beginning, it wouldn't have been That's an right. issue. So and you'll you'll also see as a trope when they do have the the hero fighting all of these goons because they always have to fight the goons before they get to the big boss. Uh, when you get to the goons, they all come one at a time. So the guy has perfect amount of timing to just bam, splat, kapow his way all through this thing. They don't come at him as a group like you think they probably would if they were actually doing some sort of coordinated tack. And again, these people are not, it's not bum fighting off the street. These are actual hitmen and henchmen. And that is so dumb. <laughs> I know. So... Uh, yes, so that it's not like the henchmen, like you said, are not these built, muscular, made-to-be martial artist bodyguard people. They're not just some average Joe off the street. You're not running through Target, right? And so, <laughs> I, I, I would pay so much money to watch that movie, though. <laughs> exactly. Target on Black Friday. I know. So anyway, I just had a, uh, it just, it just really, really bothers me that the, the main person is so much of a stellar person that they can go through 2000 people without being, and still have all their strengths for a big, bad number one. But let's also get to the point of, let's say we do get to the big boss and we haven't had to kill every henchman. So let's say you do get to your big boss, right? You ever notice that as soon as you defeat him, all of the underlings just start to wander around uselessly? Like they're no longer fighting. They no longer have a cause. They just kind of, oh, like think of the Avengers, right? The first Mm -hmm. Avengers movie when they, you know, close the hole and blow up the mothership of the Chitauri, all of them just fall apart. They just literally die where they are. Yeah. Like, well, that's convenient. Don't even have to clean up. That hive mind is very handy in a storytelling. Uh, you just get the mother load or get the, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Independence Day had it. Everybody has it. You just get the one. Oh, yeah. 
right? You take out the you take out the main brain, then you all the little little brains will fall apart. Yep. Yeah, you see it all the time. It's awesome. All right. Do you <laughs> did you have another one? I, oh, I have a ton of them here, but one of my favorites, and we have talked about this on past episodes, but it it has to be stated here. If you want to change your life completely, you just want to be a completely different person. All you need is a makeover, right? Yep, and then, and then everybody will like you, and your personality oh. will completely change forever. Everything changes about your life. It becomes better. And if you take off your glasses, that will immediately turn an ugly or awkward person perfect. They will no longer be awkward. They will no. Lo- they will have confidence in themselves for the first time in their lives. Just insane. It is. I've had a lot of makeovers insane. in my life. They have never changed a goddamn thing, other than the shade of lipstick I was wearing at that moment. I know it's absolutely ridiculous. And then that's that. There is just that insulting underlying portion of it that, like, you are hideous with glasses. You take them off, and you're a bombshell. It's just, yeah. it's not, it's... We wear glasses. We're awesome. Yes, I know. In fact, I look weird without glasses. So there. I think so, too. Not you. I mean, me. I'm yeah. not <laughs> saying you look weird without... I'm saying I look weird without glasses. It's bizarre. Because yeah. I've worn them since I was, I don't know, 12, maybe? Yeah. 12, 13. I took a few years where I wore contacts, but no, I mean, I'm pretty much a glasses kind of gal. And like, I have new glasses. I'm still not used to them because I had my old glasses for like 10 years. Yeah. So, oh, anyway, difficult. so if you just had a makeover, that problem would go away, Liz. It would go away. <laughs> I've heard that. So. All right. So th- this one's my favorite one. Okay. Um, so some scientist or doctor says something deliberately smart, and another character says, "Say it in English, please." <laughs> and then it's like even more bonus points when they overcomplicate it. So this now this is thanks to Reddit people. So they said. The kinetic energy liberated from an explosion in the combustible chamber will propel the metal oblong spherical spheroid towards its expected target, thus compromising its uh, physical integrity. In English, you please. Fired a gun. You point a gun <laughs> at something you want to destroy and shoot it. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw something similar to that, but it was kind of a slightly different take. You've got the smartest scientist minds on the planet. And they make some really bonehead move like, you know, make dinosaurs that if the power goes out, they all get out and eat everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You think that would be a backup contingency? You'd have that shit on a generator or something. I know. Well, and they also do that. uh, They they used to do this on CSI all the time. I don't know if you ever watched this, but it happens over and over again. Okay. They're explaining something to the audience, but they explain it to somebody else, your other doctor, right? Your other PhD, like they're a fucking moron. Like, oh, this is DNA is what makes up all of the, you know, is is a unique identifier to all of the uh, species on Earth. And they were like, oh, very good. And it was like, but then they do they do it with a character like Mr. DNA. So he's a, a cartoon character with a bad Southern accent saying all the dumbest things you've ever heard you're like okay. exactly it reminds me of that paperclip that when oh mr paperclip douchebag paperclip that would pop up every time you did something wrong oh my god mr paperclip you know what <laughs> most of our listeners will have no idea what we're talking about you realize that right <laughs> No, nobody had to deal with Mr. Paperclip. If you remember Mr. Paperclip and what a douchebag he was, please tweet us because we need to know that we are not, in fact, the oldest people who listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, because it is. It's very sad. Oh, that paperclip. 
Manny really So sucked. this kind of this leads me to my next one. Mm. Every ensemble needs an idiot. Yeah. You have to have that one really stupid person in your group. And I just would love to know how many people in real life hang out with their intellectual equals except one guy. Yeah. They just keep dum dum around. And I don't know what for. Is it to just make yourself feel better or to is it, you know, we talked about in one of our book clubs about needing the everyman in a story. So I don't know, but the everyman isn't an idiot either. So Well, he's not an idiot, but I'm saying comparatively. Like say, okay, look at the Big Bang Theory, right? Every single one of those people, except for Penny, are PhDs, master's degrees, they're rocket scientists, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then you've got, you know, the Cheesecake Factory. And she's not stupid, but Mm -hmm. comparatively to this group she's hanging out with, they're not really intellectual equals. How often does that actually happen? It doesn't happen very often. It's, you know, the ability of human beings to diversify as much as sometimes they need to to get these story plot lines along are not in the natural state because everybody like agrees that diversity is great. But like most people, like if they're all college educated, they hang out with all college educated people. And, you know, and if you speak English exclusively, you hang out with people that speak English exclusively, that type of thing. And so it's it's unique and it's refreshing but at the same time it's like you know what i also need a funny hispanic friend let me just go and see if i can find one and be like you know what my group we're looking for but somebody sure you fit right we're, in. We're mis- here's here's what we are uh we are historically underrepresented in this type of mentality and rationality for our friend group Please apply thus. Yes, exactly. You know what, though? Next time we're hanging out, we're going to be hanging out in May, right? Comic Palooza. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yeah. So we're Woo. let's just going to wander around and find somebody. It was like, now they have to be over uh, age 18 because it's weird having adults hang out with children like that. But we're going to go find somebody. We'll have Maddie, though, so she'll be our... Oh, yeah, we got our, our child uh, then. We got token we, child. Yeah. Thing. So we're just going to have to find people that are completely different than us. Maybe like, um, I don't know. I can't oh, think this it. should be a scavenger hunt. A scavenger hunt. Other, yes. other than we are going to a comic book or a comic con, so we're going to have a lot of people that are very much like us there. So it's going to be kind of hard. Maybe we can like befriend. It's still like, a pretty diverse group, though. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people there for a lot of different reasons. So yeah. I think we could probably still. We just have to come up with what what does the ideal group look like mm-hmm. like and maybe we need to okay here's when my hr nerd comes out we need to pull up the stats for the city of houston yeah and see where our percentages lie because this is how you you determine where you're underutilized and how you recruit for people so when we were doing this we need to figure out what the population makeup is so therefore we know how large a group we need to have and woo, i just got geek all over myself <laughs> yeah, so I think that, you know, yeah, we maybe we can find somebody that is also just not interested in geek stuff. They just happen to be at the Comic-Con for, you know, what, uh, research. They got drug along. Oh, drug or along. Maybe, maybe or maybe they they're a waiter the, or something. Yeah, they work, they work at the convention center. Or we just pulled them off the street. And they're just like, hey, dude, you're walking down the street. Maybe we'll find that guy a lot of time that wanted to see your tits. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. We have room in our group for a douchebag frat boy. So I think that you fit right in. I think we actually have a hole in the douchebag capacity because I don't hang out with any. Yeah. I know you don't hang out with any. We are not. Anyway, we are not fitting our sitcom stereotypes, at least not very well. Douchebag and an idiot. Maybe we can find an idiot douchebag, which I guess most of them would be. But. (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> we would just feel, feel double duty there. So. All right. Now, this one, I can't think of. It may be a cliche because it's mostly about talking, right? But it's a little mm-hmm. different, okay? So, person one, hey, we need to talk. Person two, yeah, we need to talk. And then they go into a long speech about the exact opposite of what person one was going to say. And then said, oh, I am sorry. What did you want to talk about? And person one goes, uh, nothing. Yeah, so the, yeah, they talk about the, oh, that wasn't what we were talking about. Oh, haha, sorry. Oh, now I'm out of time. Gotta go. I know. It's, it's, it's just this crazy thing. It's like, oh, no, 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 nothing. I said, we really need to talk really urgently. And I pulled you over here, but I don't need to talk anymore. I promise. I'm, I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All you're talking made me realize that you are not worth talking to. (laughs) Let that one goes. All right. What else do you have? Um, It always rains at funerals in movies. Oh, yeah. You ever notice that? Yes, I I have. um, Maybe the only one I could even think of that really doesn't is like Steel Magnolias. Mm -hmm. And that's probably just because they were standing out there in the humidity and their hair was already frizzy enough. and They didn't want to put them in the rain, too. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. At my great grandfather's uh, funeral, a a gust of wind came up while people were starting to get to the gravesite, and two chairs fell into the open grave. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so we had to use up, up down upside down umbrellas, you know, with the hooks to pull the chairs out, so that there was a place for the coffin to rest. <laughs> That was awesome. I've never had anything delightful happen at a funeral. It's all been fairly morose. Uh, although, actually, uh, I will say my in my grandfather's funeral, and my grandfather was a wonderful, wonderful man. He was very kind and loving. He was not a spiritual or religious person at all, at all. And so one of my aunts got a hold of planning the funeral and brought in a, her minister. And of course, he's in there talking Jesus this and Jesus that. And my grandfather would have just rolled his eyes at this person, you know. And so I am I am more than annoyed that they have decided to take this service in a very religious fashion that he would not have been fond of. And my sister <laughs> leans over to me. And now again, we're, we're all crying because even though it's annoying, it's mm-hmm. it's sad. I wrote the eulogy. I couldn't even read it. I made the guy the guy read it. My sister just leans over to me real gently and quietly goes, this guy blows nuts. <laughs> I was like, yep. That sounds <laughs> and then right. you have to try not to bust out laughing at a funeral because then you're psychotic. Yeah. So. Well, you know, that actually, it helps a lot, though. Like when you kind of yeah. laugh like that and you have I, a reason I to need laugh. that. I, you know, when things are too sad and, you know, heavy like that, it really weighs on your heart. And I mean, I actually had a, a heart attack a few years ago and it was from broken heart syndrome. Like it Aww. was that type of emotional, emotional yeah. stress versus like a coronary artery disease. And it, so it does, it really does weigh on you. So I find, you know, and that's, that's one of the things like, even when we do this podcast and we try to cover serious topics, we're still going to do it in a somewhat light and entertaining way. Because, it, you know, it's, it's the world is already heavy enough. Let's not add to that. Let's see if we can bring a little bit of levity to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, meanwhile, for some reason, some I mean, kind of airplane's not. about to d- dive bomb my house. I don't know if you heard that, <laughs> but I'm a little not. concerned about it. Maybe we should stop for a second here and listen to a, a, uh, listen to a promo from one of our castaway fan friends. Absolutely. All right. 
Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. So we're back. Yay. We're back. Thank you to our awesome castaway friends. Go check out their podcasts because they are all amazing. Um, so we're still talking about tropes in movies and TV. Uh, the one that has been driving me crazy. Okay. Because I have been watching a lot of the CW Arrowverse. So Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. The one thing that is driving me fucking nuts is this trope of the hero cannot have a normal life. So they're going to have to give up their love, their friendship, whatever it is to keep people safe. Because anytime they're going to try to have a relationship, it's going to get all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. Well, I think that that is, it's just common through all of them. And that's why superheroes use aliases and stuff so that they can have mm -hmm. these relationships. But yet they do that so that they can have these relationships. And then they still do the bullshit about I can't have a normal life because, you know, Maybe it's because yeah, some of it just it just feels like bullshit. Like, ah, I just don't really want to work that hard and and be together. And oops, you got in trouble that one time. Like the one that really stands out to me has always been Oliver and Felicity on Arrow. Yeah. Where he's always like putting himself in purgatory and all of this really pensive, just obnoxious internal conflict and douchebaggery. And, you know, oh, my gosh, that one time this guy looked sideways at Felicity. And so now I have to cut all ties and we have to be miserable. It's like, no, she's a big girl. She can take care of herself. Just just yeah. get your head out of your ass. And he's finally done that, which is nice because she can take care of herself. So, you know, I think that's a common thing, though, where uh, because of some somebody else's unhealthy relationship with a female in the relationship, somehow it's her fault and she ends up getting punished for it. So it's bullshit. It drives me mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, that also happened in that remake portion of The Killing Joke. Yep. Yep. That was bullshit. Yeah. That whole beginning. That, part. Whole, that whole beginning of The Killing Joke was just crap. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I agree with you that this whole, I can't be together or we can't be together. And they always push you away. You know, it's just, it's stupid. And it's, then, oh my gosh, she found someone else. Ah, miserable angst. Just like, shut up, you emo motherfucker. You're the one that caused it. With it. Exactly. It's like, you're the one causing it. She was down. You're a dick. Yeah, so. they're just narcissists that just like everybody. First of all, everybody needs to thank me for saving them all of the time. And they can't possibly have anything outside of me. And but we can't possibly be in a relationship. Mm -mm, no, no. I'd like to have cake, but not eat it and just stare at it until it gets a little bit moldy and then be sad because there's no more cake to actually eat. And then you whine about it. Yeah. So having your cake and eating it too is another one of those dumbass cliches that, that you hear. And I'm like, 
it really makes no sense to me. Why have cake if you're not going to eat it? That's dumb. I agree. Because <laughs> I don't order cake if I don't want to eat it. No. Do you? So, I love cake. Yes. No. I mean, I'm not but, like cake and then eh, I can deal without cake. In general, cliches are, have the stupidest uh, sayings for, you know, but some of them are just because it's been changed over time to kind of fit like it's it was in the last place you look. Well, of course, it was in the last place you look. You don't right. continue Who to look. Who keeps looking after they find it? That's but it, dumb. But it started out was, you know, it's it it was in the last place you'd ever look, and so then they right. just cut that out like that. So they just made it this really stupid saying now, and I'm like, we can't mm-hmm. say that. You know what? Really, an- another one that really bothers me is, uh, and this may not. I don't think this is so much cliche as it's just bad language. Is a near miss? Oh, I had I almost had an accident today. It was a near miss. Like, no, that's that's kind of a near hit. If you have a near miss, you actually hit. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. That they to would me. call it that. Yeah. No, it's dumb. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's, it's like, are you saying two words? Is it near comma miss? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, near miss Hannigan? I don't, I don't <laughs> understand what's, what we're doing here. But, you know, and that's the thing is, like, language changes so much over time that the colloquialisms become, you know, the thing. Yeah, like, like literally you know, people, means literally now. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. like, figurative <laughs> means literally. I am literally going figuratively insane because <laughs> of this overuse of the word literally. Yeah. yeah. I am literally dying. Are you? <laughs> do you want flowers? What What do we do? I don't know. Do you have a will? <laughs> you probably should have just be out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe go lay down. Paul's decided that when he goes out, he wants to go death by puppies. And not that the puppies are actually killing him, but that, you know, he wants to be surrounded by that amount of joy when he passes. So it's my job to go find a box of puppies whenever he bites it. Oh, well, that's sad. (laughs) No, because then I have a box of puppies. Well, at least you have a box of puppies to to help you feel better. Like, love you. Thanks for the puppies. I know. Thanks, Paul, for making her go and find puppies, though, while you're uh, you're departing. I hope I I can find them in time. I have to get some puppies and keep them in the closet until (laughs) such time. You're like, a surprise. Why is your closet barking? Oh, uh, don't go in there. Nothing to see. Those are just the death puppies. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine all these tiny little adorable puppies having like a death squad t-shirt on or something? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Right, do you have any more on yours? No, I actually don't. I have a, just two others that are fairly short. Uh-huh. Uh, one is, you know, if the underdog trains really hard, he's uh-huh. totally going to win. And mm. and it's ridiculous because they usually are brand new to it, right? Oh, yeah. They've never done it. I'm going up against the world heavyweight, blah, blah, and I'm going to win. Mm. Chances are pretty high you're going to get your ass handed to you because that's how you learn. Yeah. You lose. You lose a lot. And you learn from those losses. That is how success happens. Yeah. I, I completely uh, agree. Oh, you know what? I did have one more. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you? It's yeah. similar. Okay. So that, you know, in these storytellings, there's a badass female character, but she must be oh. perfect in every single way to prove that she's not the damsel in distress. Yeah. So this was totally my next one I was going to talk about was that strong female character equals physical badass. Oh, yeah. That, so it's the same kind of thing. It's like they have to be like there's no flaws allowed for them to be a strong female character. 
and they have to be able to literally kick everyone to the curb, like every single, every single one, they have to be able to take everybody out and do it without a hair out of place. You know, Katniss is living in a tree mm-hmm. like you do. I know. Yeah, I need that like waterproof, have... uh, waterproof makeup and hairstyle. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And they, they are completely weak before a man trains them how to be kick-ass. That's usually how most of these go. Yep. That's um, a very good point. One example that busts this that I do like is Felicity Smoke from Arrow is that she is a badass every single way, but she, I don't know if I've ever seen her take anybody on physically, like maybe one guy punched Mm -hmm. and it's usually an accident. So, but she's so smart and she can just kick any computer's ass and just do anything she wants to. She doesn't have to be physically imposing, but she is also the exception to that rule in that show because every other female on the show eventually was was weak until they become trained to be team arrow or whatever or a bad guy or whatever and now they're villains or they're heroes but because they can physically do a beat down yeah yep i know and it and it's just such a quick turnover between being completely completely weak i don't know what i'm doing to all of a sudden dominating like anybody that you come across even if they have been training their entire lives for this moment and, and you, you know, just got to hormonal during your last period. And now you've decided you're going to be, uh, you know, a uh, black canary or whatever. It's the 31st motherfucker. Don't mess with me today. I oh, ran no. out of the good tampons. I don't though. I, I totally could see it. I could totally be a little bit hormonal and then hearing something terrible that's happened on the news and going, I just need to go out there and just beat the shit out of everyone on these kill people. The whole world, motherfuckers down. I, you know, I've had those days, but I have actually stopped at the fantasy of physical violence as opposed to, you know, actually walking down the street and punching people because it's frowned upon. Yeah, it is. Otherwise, that United stewardess that put the uh, puppy in the uh, overhead. Oh my god! Bitch. Stupid, stupid. Bitch. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So that's pretty much all I had on my list. I did get a couple from Castaway friends who happened to be online when I was asking. Oh, okay. What did they say? Uh, uh, Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies came back with Amnesia. Oh, yeah. I'm over it, and I can't remember why. Just <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then Brent from Home Video Hustle has said uh, he's sick of the good guys winning every single time yeah they do they win every single time annoying and and let's face it we know a lot of nice guys they don't usually finish first as much as they should no no yeah good guys don't finish first that's that is a trope right there Uh yeah totes so yeah yeah. all right i think that's pretty much uh okay well you know uh, i do have um an in context internet quote nice Would would you like to hear it I would love to hear it. Live, laugh, love. It roughly translates to, I'm a white girl trying to be deep. <laughs> <laughs> so so basic. <laughs> yes. I know. But I see it everywhere. The live, laugh, love. You know? Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Uh, in fact, up here, there's a winery called, or there's an owner of wineries called Liel. And so mm-hmm. everything that there says, live, laugh, Liel. Or Leal. I don't know. I don't know how you... Pr- I assume you pronounce it like you would... That is the most basic thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I know. But the winery is good and they have bocce ball in the, in the court. And so... Meh. Yeah. So free well, bocce ball. at least it's got redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have any recommendations this week? 
No, but I have a bitch of the week. Can I do my bitch of the week? Yeah, bitch it up. Okay. All right. So I recently moved without any furniture. So I've been on those like buy and sell websites, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Well, it's a marketplace on Facebook. People put the stupidest shit on there, okay? Used bras. I don't want your used bras, lady, okay? They put those, and then they're trying to sell things for nearly the price that you could buy a brand new one for. It's like, been loved for 13 years in a dog home, and I only smoke inside on occasion, but... (laughs) You know, it cost me $800 to get this couch. I'm only selling it for $750. You must pick it up. You know. <laughs> must be gone by tomorrow. I know. It's, or orphans will die. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I can see, I've seen, you know, the ones where people make their own stuff and they're selling them. It makes total sense. But sometimes they'll be like, oh, here, here's, here's some almost brand new, um, Oh, here's a prom dress, only worn once, obviously. Okay, I'm selling it for $85. Well, that is an $80 prom dress. Why are you selling mm-hmm. it for $85? You know, it's um. Things- oh, well, we had we had alterations done to it, so it was more expensive. It's like, yeah, now it fits fewer people. That's how alterations work. <laughs> it just drives me crazy because I see things on there like all the time, and I'm like, I know how much that cost. That costs less than what you're posting it for. I could buy it brand mm-hmm. new. In fact. The bitch part of me wants to just link an Amazon uh, link. In fact, I should do an affiliate link in every single com- uh, comment that shows it, that shows people buying it for cheaper. Oh, I'm going to do we it. You can make some serious money if you put our affiliate link on I'm there. Totally gonna, I'm totally going to do it. I think it might, be, do it. it might be against the Facebook rules, but I'm doing it anyway. I think that's who. I don't like, know. Give me a break. Facebook, Zuckerberg. I don't know. One of them. Bye, <laughs> So bite me and your movie sucked. Yeah. Actually, no, the movie was good. It showed that he was I an asshole. Like that movie. So, lame. All right. So do you have any recommendations? <sighs> yes. Oh, you do. Yeah. That sounded like a no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a no, but now it's not. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to recommend if you haven't seen it, go out and see a wrinkle in time. It's out in the movie theaters. Oh. Now I, I took my niece during spring break this past week to go see it. And it was awesome. Like I really loved it. Now I have not, I think I read part of the book, like maybe in like the fourth or fifth grade, but it wasn't, I I literally remembered nothing about it. Nothing. Like I could give you the basic level of string theory and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. And so, um, we we decided we were going to go see it because it looked really good. And it looked like something that she and I could go see together. We'd already seen Black Panther, which is also awesome. Um, but I said, let's let's go see this and see. And I've seen a lot of people crapping on it. And I'm like, why? Like, it was good. It, it's not going to be earth shattering, but it was pretty amazing. Hmm. So we've also got a female director who directed it, which, of course, we always want to support. And it was like the number two movie that's out in the world. So it's pretty awesome. Like, I definitely say go see it. Okay, good. Because I, I actually, we went uh, we went to see Laura Croft or Tomb Raider yesterday. How was that? It was exactly like the very first Tomb Raider video game in like the late 90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of had a lot of repetitive stuff. But I, I mean, it was good. I, I don't know How if you, you need like to see- compare to the Angelina Jolie version. I like I liked it better, but I liked the Angelina Jolie versions okay too. I don't remember not liking them. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed. It. I was listening to uh, our friends at Cult Forty Five just did the original Laura Croft Tomb Raider 
with Angelina uh, on their show last week, and they were pretty much the the gist of what I got from their entire podcast was boobs. Yeah, like that's that's the whole thing. Uh, there was a lot they, of like they didn't really episode. care for it, I guess, when they went back and watched it again. I I watched it again not too long ago because it's been on HBO Go for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I still like it. It's 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 nostalgic. It's fun. It's popcorn eating movie. It's not. Again, it's not going to change the world or anything, but it's it's a good time. For Comic Palooza this year, let's go back to a movie that one of the guests have been in and see if it holds up after all this time. Because, like, you know, Independence Day still holds up, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but let's go Could back find to guests to do that with, though. Uh, I don't know yet. Oh, what about yeah, the guy could... from um, uh, Married with Children? <laughs> Dude, Falcino's been in nothing. What are we gonna go watch? I don't know, but as um, uh, Joe Manganiello, I don't, I can't pronounce his name, but he was Alcide in um, True Blood, and he is so super good looking. He is good looking, but I literally don't know any of his movies. I mean, Uh, not not even one. He was in Magic Mike. I've never seen it. I didn't see it either, but I I know know he was in it. I've got it set on. I've got it up on Hulu or it's on HBO go, I think. So I have it. I just haven't watched it because the two guys that live in my house always seem to be hanging around and they don't want like to watch magic with your husband or your dad. It is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. weird. So I don't know. We're going to find something and we're going to watch it. Uh, just, know. you know, another we'll classic, classic movie, movie review. review. And so I'm very excited uh, for comic blues this year. So we'll have a lot of fun um, and we'll see you there. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, we have our 100th episode coming up very, very soon. It may or may not be, you know, something we've just talked about. So uh, (laughs) if you are interested, if you're another podcast friend or you just have the ability to record audio of any kind and you would like to send us a little clip that we can play with that episode, um, talking about the show or just send out a hey, what's up? Whatever you want to do, we'd love to make you a part of it. So you can email that to us at contactus at nerdybitches.com. And if we can get it in the next couple of weeks, that would be fantastic. Definitely before May 1st, so that we can have everything together for that episode. Yep. And it can be, um, if you guys are not technically savvy, it can be an MP3 or a wave. It does not matter. No, we'll find a way to make it work. And I may even set up a... uh, a phone number so people can leave a voicemail if they don't have a recording set up. So. We've got to figure out how to use the telephones. I don't know how to use the phones. I, I haven't I like, had a phone that has people. like something. I guess I have one at work. Maybe I should make everybody leave messages at my work voicemail. <laughs> I don't think you want to do that. I don't uh, have, I don't have an outbound recording set up. So. I think I actually just saw on my iPhone that you can send a voicemail to your voice recorder in the iPhone. So I'll have to test that and see how it works. I've oh, never done it. See, that's cool. People try to call me on this thing that I'm holding all the time. And I keep trying to tell them I don't use it for that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't use it for the phone making of oh, calls no. at all. That's ridiculous. Texting and directions and music and videos and for social media. I don't want to talk to other humans most of the time. Yeah, There are very few people who call me where I will actually answer the phone in real time. So, yep. well, that's probably it. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I talked to you on the phone, to be honest. Oh no. I, it's usually because we try and talk to each other because we couldn't talk about something else. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. I don't, 
literally years. I, I can't even remember the last time I picked up. I do. I remember it was when we had our D and D game, but Craig was recording that morning and you tried to call me because I was texting too much words and ah, I couldn't yes. answer texting because I couldn't, the words. I couldn't talk because they were recording. <laughs> 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 yes. So that Speaking was which, that maybe like a, two I, years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Oh crazy. It's been a while. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't like talking on the phone. Yep. But I have a podcast, so there's that. Yeah, but you can do the podcast at your own time and you're not forced to talk whenever the phone rings and tells you to. That's what I don't yeah, like I don't, about the phone. I, yeah, I don't like that part at all. I'm like eh. and and oh god, the people who FaceTime without calling first. Oh no. Now now, my niece does it, and she's two, so I will answer the FaceTime when my sister's phone calls me, because I know it's usually my two-year-old niece. That's okay, because it just is, yeah. because she's two, and she's adorable. Anybody else? I see it almost as, like, you were coming over to my house without calling and peeking in the window. Like, I don't, I may be in the bathroom. I may be anywhere. Like, you don't know where I am, so. I know. Stop calling me. I know. Trying to force me to video chat. Exactly. I may or may not be sitting on a bra right now. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Look. I, I tell you, I'm not wearing one. <laughs> this is I'm, a pajama I'm, kind of podcast. Yep. So I know if we ever have like a podcast where we show video, we oh seriously got to up our game. <laughs> we have to up our game and like plan Mm-hmm. more than 10 minutes in advance to do something. Exactly. So. All right. I don't see the video thing happening anytime soon. But nope, not that. unless the Patreon starts giving us money for it. Yeah. If you are not following, if you are not a patron, but you listen to this podcast religiously, go send us a couple dollars. We'd appreciate it. It would help us a lot. It will not make us video Patreon. I was joking on that. <laughs> no, we ha- Actually, we haven't. We, we do have a Patreon reward that includes video. However, mm-hmm. We would need a lot more than what we currently have going to even <laughs> come close to making that a reality. So if you want to have to see us get all dolled up to talk on a video, one in Texas, one in California, and make some sort of technological miracle happen, yep, go sign up. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> Send us the money. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Do you want a chance to support the show? Want to get some awesome rewards and nerdy bitches swag? Then head on over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. From not your basic bitch to rockstar bitch, we have a monthly donation plan to fit any budget. Your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship. In addition to providing prizes, giveaways, and convention coverage, we'll also donate 20% of all net profits each month directly to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other indie shows that we believe in. So hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and support your favorite bitches today. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Those are just the death puppies, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>